Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show. Tomorrow, I am walking it off today, and you think, all right, a ton of show, it's Friday, it's a good thing, and then something really whack happened right before I walked into the studio. And I'm not going to lie, it kind of threw me for a little bit of a loop. I'm fine, I'm good, I'm a pro, I'm a Hall of Famer. But as Del Harris would say, that's whack. That's whack. And I don't want to blame anybody. Cindy, it's your fault. Cindy's doing Cindy things. And while the crew seems happy about it, I'm not so happy about it. And I've got a lot of reasons why. Believe me, I could do an entire hour on it. I won't, but I could. I'll give you a hint. Because it does impact the Open. Many of you can't wait to hear what Dodger Jim has to say this morning. Fair. If Dodger Jim existed, there is no such thing as Dodger Jim. However, you sound like a homer. This guy will own this. I am not Dodger Jim, but at times I've been known to be Donut Jim. Donuts. Cindy brought in a giant box of donuts. You want to see an entire nationally syndicated radio program come off the rails? Watch her feed the entire crew donuts and then the inherent crash, which comes an hour in. Oh, yeah, and we'll be great for the open. In fact, the open will be badass Train because we'll all be high on donuts. Better have my donuts. XR4TI is in there cutting up the donuts, blasting rails of maple bars, taking bong hits of old fashions. I mean, donuts are crack. They just are. So, I am not Dodger Jim, but at times I've been known to be Donut Jim, and there's one sitting right there on my desk. Go to my Instagram stories, and you'll see which one it is. The question is, why eat it or not? Anyway, that's I didn't plan on talking about that, but she broke the box out as I was walking into the studio. That's dirty pool. I'd rather eat a June bug like HUD back in the day than one of those donuts. Dirty Dirty, dirty pool, Cindy. All right, telephone number is toll free. Lot, lots of show. <laughs> She's got her own theme song. Theme song. 1-800-636-8686. Let me tell you about the program. We are loaded, loaded on this Thursday. Coming up at 940, big head bets. Thursday night football. We're hitting him early in the show because there is so much show. Top of hour number two. A World Series champ. A National League MVP. Ryan Howard. How about the Phillies? Phillies were so awesome last night. What a bounce back that was. Love it. Philly fan. Get your ass in here, Philly fan. Philly fan was all about it. How about Bryce Harper, man? God, dude's a stud. What's your beef? I got to work that in here. What's your beef at 1040? And if all of that weren't enough, and I know it is, Big Poppy, David Ortiz, Back in. So again, Big Head Bets, Ryan Howard, Beef Segment at 1040. Big Poppy, David Ortiz, top of the hour. Alvies, infamous, famous, four days that were. Ionic. And then Brian Weber tomorrow because DJ and I are going to fly out of here for Parents Weekend. All right, so that's the way it sets up. Why is every single line not lit yet? Why? 1 800 636. 8686. So I think you know the answer to how I'm living. Eh, let's not get into that. Uh, let's not get into that, yeah. But how are you all living? Before the whole donut debacle, I was having a great morning. Donuts. I'm getting ready to head to Boulder for Parents Weekend. I'm going to see the Buffs in person tomorrow night. I'm going to see our kid in person, I think, tonight, if he blesses us with his presence. He hasn't snapped back yet, which means either he's ignoring me or still asleep or partying already. I don't know. But either way, it's going to be great. So I've got this big weekend ahead of me. I've got a ton of great content in the next three hours. So I am feeling awesome. Awesome. And you know why I'm feeling awesome? One, I haven't eaten the donut. To quote Jocko Willink, do you or do you not have greater will than the will of a donut? So far, I do. So far, I'm winning. What I'm trying to say, clones, is you think that I'm not in a good way. You think I'm not having a good morning. 
You know why? Because you think I'm Dodger Jim. You think I'm Dodger Jim, therefore I'm miserable. I'm good, yo. I'm fine. And I don't know what more proof you need than this morning, because if I truly was Dodger Jim, I would be miserable. I would be having a horrible morning. I would not be able to hide it, right? I'm a pro. I'm a Hall of Famer. But if I really wore Dodger Jim and wore it on my sleeve, you would know it. If I really wore Dodger Jim, I wouldn't even be here right now. If I really were Dodger Jim, we would have a ceremonial burning of Dodger jerseys right here in the studio. If I really were Dodger Jim, I would have packed away the car flags and left for Boulder early. That's how bad that loss was. That's how bad that series was for L.A. And it's obviously not going to go unpunished. I mean, I have not seen a Dodger implosion this epic and this disastrous since, like, let me think for a minute. Last year? That's the real problem here. Like I already said this week, the Dodgers no-showing in a playoff series is not surprising anymore or anybody. It's actually expected. Right on schedule, right on time, and below not good. And below unacceptable. And this time, it probably is going to cost my guy, Dave Roberts, his job. I'm not calling for his head. I hope it doesn't happen. But even I would have a hard time arguing that it's not justified. Now, I want to be so clear about this. It's not his fault. He's the last person who should take the fall here. They need a fall guy. But he is the last person who should take the fall here. You've got the to Dodgers, have a fall guy in. Right? The Dodgers have themselves a fall guy. And they'll pin it on that fall guy. But Doc is not the one who lost the series. Doc is not the one who went and combined one for 21 at the plate. No names mentioned. But I'm staring directly at you, Mookie. I'm staring directly at you, Freddie. Love both you cats. But one for 21. Or as V in the fee. And what a miraculous comeback for venereal disease in Menifee. He came in yesterday and he got his original gloss back. V in the fee. Otherwise, today, he would be VD in the fee. But no, he's good. He's back. As V in the fee refer to them, Froddy Freeman, Mookie Meat Sweats, and Clayton Chokeshaw. I can't wait to find out what V has to say or send regarding Lance Lynn today. I know this much. Pretty hard to overcome your two best players and the two dudes who carried the team the entire year, managing one hit between them for the entire series. Especially when that one hit was a swinging bunt infield single. Way to step it up, fellas. Also hard to overcome your first ballot Hall of Fame starter, allowing six runs before getting two outs in the first inning of the entire series. That's not easy to do. You allowed six runs before you got a second out? Yeah, but go ahead and blame Dave Roberts. Blame Dave Roberts for Clayton Kershaw not getting two outs. Oh, and it's totally on Doc, too, that Lance Lynn all of a sudden forgot how to pitch in the third inning last night. Either that or all of a sudden he remembered he was Lance Lynn. Or he remembered that he was 36 years old and 270 pounds, Lance Lynn. Oh, and that he led the majors in home runs allowed this season. So was it a surprise to anybody anywhere that this dude would allow four bombs in a single inning? To me, that was him limiting the damage. That guy allowing four home runs in a single inning was an example of him working out. I was expecting six or seven bombs. Never mind hitting round. I thought all nine guys would hit bombs that inning. Most importantly, the hell was Lance Lynn doing on the mound in the first place in the most important game of the year? I'm sure Dave Roberts is wondering why the hell that dude was even on the team, let alone starting 
and being his only starting pitching option to turn to with the entire season on the line. The era on the line. That, to me, is a much bigger problem than the fact that Doc did not run out there and yank his ass before he gave up four straight home runs. Doc probably thought, they're coming for me anyway. Let's see how many bombs this guy gives up. It was actually five straight home runs when you think about it. Because not two, not three, not four, but actually five. Because in the middle of that bludgeoning, Gabriel Marino had a home run overturned and then turned around and sent the next pitch into orbit. So, Christian Walker has the home run away and then hits the next pitch to the moon. There's your fourth home run. I've never seen anything like this, nor have I. Let me talk to you for a moment about one of my favorite products ever, HelloFresh. What is HelloFresh? What it is is farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients, and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. You can skip trips to the grocery store. You can count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable, and that's why it's America's number one meal kit. Kickstart a fresh fall routine with HelloFresh. HelloFresh handles all the meal planning and shopping to deliver everything you need to cook up a tasty meal right at home. They do the hard part, and you get to take credit. And when it comes to options, honestly, more is more. That's why HelloFresh's menu includes 40 recipes and over 100 add-on items to choose from every single week. I love it. Comes right to the doorstep, all these tremendous ideas and great meals. Find out for yourself. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50Rome. Use the code 50Rome for 50% off plus 15% off the next two months. Once again, HelloFresh.com slash 50Rome. Make sure to use the code 50Rome and get 50% off plus 15% off the next two months. HelloFresh.com slash 50Rome. It was actually Marino, not Christian Walker, but you get the point. The point is there were so many balls flying out of the park in the third inning last night that even the legend Bob Costas couldn't keep track of it all. That was a surreal moment, and also that was the end of the series right there if, in fact, the series didn't already end in the first inning of Game 1. The Dodgers never did get off the mat from that first inning, and they sure as hell were never getting up off the mat from four straight bombs. Do you know the Dodgers are just the second team ever to win 100 games and not lead for a single inning in the divisional series? It's impossible to even believe. And now what do we have to do? Now we have to sit around and talk about Dave Roberts' future, even if it's the last thing I want to talk about and the last thing we should be talking about. I don't know who needs to hear this, but running Doc is not going to fix the issues here. It's not going to fix the fact that Mookie Betts has been one of the best regular season players over the last three years, but has done nothing in the postseason in any of those years. Firing Doc is not going to suddenly bring back depth to the rotation or the bullpen. Getting rid of the manager is not going to bring back Corey Seager or Trey Turner or Cody Bellinger. My point is the Dodgers might have their fall guy, but pinning it on the fall guy is not going to fix the Dodgers. I understand the bottom line result is unacceptable. I get it. It is. The team won 211 games over the last two regular seasons and exactly one game in the last two postseasons. Someone's getting fired. I get that. I understand that. There has to be consequences for that. I'm just saying, firing that guy is not going to fix these problems. The Dodger failure is not all on Doc. Just like the D-back success is not all on Torrey Lovello. However, who's doing a better job right now than my guy, Tori? Man, I get, as badly as I feel for Doc, I couldn't be happier for Tori. These are two of my favorite guys in all of baseball, really in sports. When Tori came on Radio Row this past February, the notion of his team being in the NLCS seemed utterly absurd. In fact, it seemed like the Diamondbacks were headed straight for last place. Even a month ago, The idea that they would sweep the Dodgers in the postseason after the Dodgers owned them again in the regular season seemed impossible. 
I mean, they did finish 16 games ahead of them. None of this was supposed to happen, which is why Torrey and the culture he built and the buy-in that he has from his team are so incredible. And it's why Torrey deserves to celebrate however the hell he wants. It's Torrey's world, at least for the next 24 hours, because he informed the world that he's going to be out of commission for the next 24 hours. Here's what he told MLB Network last night. I am so grateful to be a part of this organization and to celebrate with these fans, to celebrate with this group, this ownership. I I couldn't be more thrilled. And I I haven't yet grasped how I'm feeling right now. I'm going to go in there. I'm going to go on a bender. I'm telling you. I might disappear for 24 hours. I know that. That's for sure. I might go underground for a little while. My man, do it. Nobody deserves it more than you, Tori. He also said that after that last home clinch, he was going to go into that horrifying chase field pool. And he did until about 2 o'clock in the morning. And then he and the team were essentially planning to do the same thing last night. In fact, they might still be in that absolutely disgusting pool right now as we speak. DJ's on it. DJ sent me a picture this morning. Our neighbor and our friend, Dan Heron, who works for the team, she found a picture of him going in that disgusting pool. You know what, though? If you are, good for you. You earn the right to swim in a sewer, if that's what you want to do. Swim with sewer rats, go in that public pool, do whatever the hell you want. Go on a bender, spend the night fully clothed in the grossest looking pool of all time. My pool with the growler back in the day from the kid who took a dump. Can't believe your pool. My current pool with the rats in the grotto. Cannot believe your pool. Because not only did the Diamondbacks accomplish something shocking... They seriously bleeped up the Dodgers and maybe even ended the Doc era of Dodger baseball. And that's brutal. Now, if I really were Dodger Jim, I would be extremely broken up about that right now. If I really were Dodger Jim, I'd be the one going on a bender, but not a happy bender, a sad bender. Not a happy Tory pool party bender. But thankfully, I am not Dodger Jim. I am not a homer, which also means I don't want to hear from you, Frisco fan, or you, Padre fan. I don't want to hear bleep out of either one of you. The Diamondbacks being the last team standing in the West is just as embarrassing and humiliating and unacceptable for you guys as it is for the Dodgers. Y'all got nothing to chirp about. Nothing. This is why the D-backs postseason domination is so amazing. They didn't just get to the NLCS. And yes, I said that. The Arizona Diamondbacks are in the NLCS. But they essentially just humiliated and embarrassed the rest of the West in the process. This was not supposed to be their year. They just don't give a bleep. And they made it their year. Yes, it is. Oh, credit to Lance Lynn. I got to give him credit for one thing. Being under three bills. Credit for that. Oh, credit for two things. Credit for getting out of the first. Credit for a third thing. Credit for getting out of the second. But come on. What were the odds, really, of a Dodger pitcher getting out of the third inning in this series? It was only a matter of time before... Lance Longball reared his ugly head. And if you're facing the Dodgers, a fight at the bat rack is inevitable. Inevitable. And good things that the Diamondbacks did win. You would not want to see Longball in a white undershirt cannonballing into that chase field pool. And when Torrey said that he's going on a bender... Did he mean he's going on a bender? bender. I want to preface this by saying I love Tori. Man, I love this dude. He used to come on this show when he played. That's how far back I go with Tori. I love Tori. However, I do want to question one thing. Did he mean he was going on a bender 
or did he mean he's going to get bacteria? I'm going to go on a bender. I don't know. I'm not in any way trying to be that guy with my nose up. But I'm not a huge fan of public pools. I'm not even a huge fan of my own private pool. Not when I see kids dropping logs in it and rats floating around in it. Like, I want you and the Diamondbacks ready for R. Acuna, not E. Coli. Or maybe I want you prepping for Trey and Bryce, not parasites and lice. I'm going to go on a bender. Oh, and baseball nerds, if you're going to score this at home, the teams with the five best records in the MLB regular season are one and freaking 12 in the postseason. So go ahead and share that factoid with one of those old, cranky baseball purists and see if they go cardiac arrest right on the spot. Uh, one in 12. Excuse me, Jim. Don't get anywhere near Alvin. Do it, Alvin. Clones, what do you want when you're craving protein or you need more energy? Not bars, not sugary snacks, not energy drinks. You want beef, pure and simple. Where's the beef? It's in a package of Old Trapper Beef Jerky. Old Trapper is not your old man's jerky. Shriveled, dry, tasteless. Old Trapper Beef Jerky is made from lean strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a real wood fire. It's tender, it's tasty, it's not tough. And why is it so good? Because Old Trapper is a 50-year-old family business known for its relentless commitment to quality. They take smoked beef extremely seriously and you can taste it in every single bite. Old Trapper is packed with protein. It comes in four amazing flavors to satisfy all your cravings. Quality smoked meat at its finest. It goes with you wherever you go, to the game, to the gym, to the beach. So look for Old Trapper in the Clearview bag. You can see the quality you're buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. Clones, if you do not see it, ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper or what's your beef? Ryan Howard, Ryan, big dude. What's going on? How are you? What's hey, what's going on, Roman Rome? Man, I'm doing well, buddy. How are you? Dude, I'm so good. You look great. It's good to have you back. Awesome. All man. right, so let me ask you, Ryan, your oh, Phillies. Appreciate it. appreciate it. Yeah, man, you do look good, dude. You look great. So the Phillies have an enormous challenge, right? Going into the divisional series against the Braves, a team that absolutely mashes. Yet it's the Phillies who have been explosive, pounding the ATL last night with six bombs to take a 2-1 series lead. How do you feel watching your club, and what do you like best about the Phillies? Um, I think one of the things is, you know, obviously after game two, uh, that's a tough one. Uh, I mean, Michael Harris, you know, made a hell of a play and, and, and just the way that the game ended. But I think the resiliency of this Phillies team has been the biggest thing, the way they've bounced back. I mean, even when you look at, they've, they've gone out, they dominated game one, they got ahead early in game two. Uh, they got behind in game three, but at home, you know, the electricity of that Philadelphia, uh, crowd helped lift them back up to the tune of six home runs. Um, you feed off the crowd, man, and that energy in Citizens Bank Park, it just hits different. Ryan Howard's joining us. Ryan, I wanted to ask you about that because you've been right there in the middle of it. Like, I can't get enough of it. Even as a California native, I cannot get enough of Philly fan. And when they're, when teams or athletes in Philadelphia are playing their best, Philly fan is at the peak of their powers. Like, it's a great place to be. Maybe the best place to be. But if things go south, what's it like to be a high-profile athlete in that town? How rough can it get? It can get rough. It can definitely get rough. I mean, obviously, we, we, we know the history, the whole throwing batteries at Santa Claus. But, it, look, they're very, very passionate fans. That's why they're called fanatics. So the thing about it is, is, like, these fans love you uh, just as hard as they can be on you. They love you twice as hard. So it's a blue-collar town. You go out there, you give a blue-collar effort. I think you look at what happened earlier this season – Trey Turner comes in first year with the club, signs the massive deal. He's struggling off to a slow start. They come out, hey, we're going to get behind you. Um, give him the standing ovation. Boom, the rest is history. Turns it around. 
he's doing Trey Turner-ish type things and making plays and helping his team get to where they are right now. So, I mean, the the crowd in Philadelphia, the fans in Philadelphia, the best fans in, in all of sports, um, you know, the atmosphere. I mean, you can hear it through the TV. I've had so many people hit me up and, and say, dude, it's loud on TV. Imagine what it's like actually being there if you think it's loud coming through the TV. It's exactly what I'm getting at. Like, I'm fascinated by it. I think the energy, the vibe, like, I've never seen anything like it. And even, like, 3,000 miles away, you can almost feel that thing. Like, Ryan, you were a major part of the Phillies team that made back-to-back trips to the World Series and winning it all in 08. You went deep three times in five games. How well were you seeing that ball in game four when you hit those two home runs and you drove in five runs? And what do you remember about that particular game? Um, I just remember kind of going into that game. I was a little bit off. Um, just, you know, my timing was just a, l- a little bit off. And then once I hit that first home run, um, I think it was what game was it game three, maybe I think it was game three or whatnot going back into game four. Um, I just remember, okay, boom, there it is. And then once I got to the game where I hit the, the, the two homers, uh, the timing, everything, my approach was all locked back in. And I said, somebody's in trouble. So uh, I felt really good at the dish. I felt really comfortable at the dish. It didn't matter what they threw me, how they threw me, where they threw me. Somebody was getting punished that day and, and ran into a couple. Ryan Howard joining us. You know, you talked about the resiliency of this team and how game two did not end the way you would have liked. Although, I mean, tip your hat. It was a great defensive play. Man, what about Bryce Harper, though? Like, Bryce Harper gets doubled off. That ends that game. Not that anybody thought for a second, Ryan, that he wouldn't bounce back. Like, we know this dude. We know the way this guy's built. Was there any surprise at all to see this guy bounce back the way he did with two bombs last night? Absolutely not. I mean, uh, you know, I, I I watched that play from game two and, and, you know, if I'm a teammate or just as a person just watching him, you know, I don't fault him at all because in that situation you're thinking, hey, I got to score. I got to tie the game. You're being aggressive. I'm not going to sit there and fault somebody trying to be aggressive. But the way he came back out and answered the bell um, in, in, in game four um, the other night, it's – or I'm sorry, uh, what was it? Game three, I'm sorry, the other night. Um, that's Bryce Harper doing Bryce Harper type things. So it, 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 it doesn't surprise anybody. Put it in the rear view, had a little bit of motivation added to it. Um, you know, I think from the, the Arcia comments and, and all that, but, you know, you knew he was going to come out in Citizens Bank Park and, and do Bryce Harper-ish type things, and that's exactly what he did. Ryan Howard joining us. Ryan, let me ask you something, because you played the game at the highest level and you've been around it your whole life. Are there certain dudes that can consciously dial it up for high-pressure situations? You know, define clutch any way you want, but are there certain guys who not only live for it, but somehow consciously can dial up their performance when it matters most? Absolutely. Um, Charlie Manuel used to have this saying all the time. He's like, you got to want to hit. It's the same thing. You got to want to be in that situation. Um, you got to you gotta have guys that when the lights are on the brightest, that they go out, they, they go shine. That's why you get the big bucks. Guys like Bryce are, are those guys. You know, his focus is on doing what he needs to do to help the team win and help the team bring back a World Series. He said it himself. And everything and every ounce of his energy – Every ounce of everybody in that clubhouse from what you can see is all built towards that goal. And that makes them a very dangerous team. Um, And Bryce, obviously, a very dangerous player. Hey, Ryan, before you go, explain something else to us so we understand this. How about the Braves going on and crying and complaining about the sanctity of the clubhouse? You know, Arcia had made his comments and they worked their way back to Bryce. You know, like this whole thing, like the, the code, Ryan, I understand the code has changed over the years. I also understand that unless you play the game, there's no way you understand the code. But what do you make of them crying about the sanctity of the clubhouse? I mean, look, there's always that unwritten rule to where before the media comes into the clubhouse, you can say, act, do whatever you want to do. But you always have to act as there's a hot mic around you. So anything that you say, even though somebody might not be directly 
you know, interviewing you, you always have to act as though whatever you say, they may take and go put into an article, even though you're not directly speaking to them. And that looks like that was probably a situation that, you know, that took place the other day um, with, with Arcia. So you just have to be careful. We all understand that. Yeah. You're supposed to be what happens in the clubhouse stays in the clubhouse, but you also have to be aware that when the media is around, Hey, you gotta, you gotta tighten it up, man. It's, it's, the, the the alphabet boys are out there watching you in the clubhouse, man. So you gotta you gotta be careful about what you say and and what you do in there around the media because everybody's always trying to look for a story. Dude, you nailed it. That's exactly what that is. What's said what is said in the clubhouse will stay in the clubhouse unless the media is in the clubhouse. And now more than ever, because every single mic should be considered hot, every single camera is on, and everybody's got a phone, so thereby everybody's a journo. So you nailed that, of course. So what about before you go, game four? Philly's looking to close it out. How do you think it plays out tonight at Citizens Bank Park? And what do you think tonight's game is going to come down to? I think it's going to be more pandemonium. I think the crowd, obviously, is going to be uh, turned up even higher than what it was last night. Uh, again, you know, it, you you like your chances if you're the Phillies, especially having Ranger Suarez, where it's just, you know, it just seems as though he's got ice in his veins. Um, going against Strider. I think for the Braves, they're going to have to get out to a quick start and and Strider's going to have to pitch, you know, one of his best games all year. Um, you know, it's there's no secrets. Both of these teams know each other. They played against each other. They just faced, you know, the Phillies just faced Strider a couple days ago. The Braves just faced Ranger a couple days ago. It's going to be the game of adjustments as it always is. Um, it's going to be the temperament. It's going to be the temperament of the, of the Phillies. Um, I think obviously they know the Braves are going to come out. They're going to come out hot. They're going to come out swinging. Uh, I think if you can weather that storm, do your thing, and you come back, you feed on this crowd as well, and just play your game if you're the Phillies, and I think the Phillies take it. All right, so knowing all that, Ryan, if that plays out like that, or even the possibility that that might play out like that, is Phillies' finest currently greasing up light poles in anticipation of that win, or is it still too early to break out the Crisco? Oh, absolutely. Maybe at the latest you're waiting till about the fifth inning and see what happens. But, uh, you know, we got to – you get the grease ready just in case, you know. But, um, again, it's going to be a good game. It really is. I mean, these two teams match up so well – it's going to be, it's going to come down to the pitching um, early on. I mean, it's, I think both teams are going to kind of have to feel each other out for a little bit because both pitchers are so good, but whoever gets to the other pitcher first, I mean, obviously that's going to be, that's going to be the biggest thing. So for the Braves, they're going to have to try to keep that crowd out of it. But um, you know, for the Phillies keep doing their thing, staying poised and just playing their game. Again, I think they still, they come out on top. It's going to be great. Game four of the NLDS tonight. Crystal for everyone. It's going to be tremendous. It's on TBS, Braves and Phillies. A potential elimination game getting underway at 8 p.m. Eastern. He's a three-time All-Star, a World Series champ, a National League MVP, Ryan Howard. My man, it is so good to get caught up, Ryan. Appreciate you, and great to have you on today, man. Take care. Appreciate you having me. Thank you. U.S. Cellular knows how important your kid's relationship with technology is, and they have made it their mission to help them establish good digital habits early on. That's why they have partnered with Screen Sanity, a nonprofit dedicated to helping kids navigate the digital landscape. And for a smarter start to the school year, U.S. Cellular is also offering a free basic phone on new eligible lines, providing an alternative to a smartphone for kids. Start smarter with U.S. Cellular. Visit uscellular.com slash built for us to find out more. Restrictions to apply. Visit uscellular.com for terms. Because the head and I are feeling a little disrespected and a little underappreciated. And no, we're not butthurt. But because we're feeling disrespected and unappreciated, for one week, we are going to keep those picks to ourselves and make money for ourselves and not share them with you because you don't appreciate them. But to totally ghost you would not be fair to those of you who do get it and support us. So we will give you a taste with tonight's TNF matchup. Head, how you feeling? 
Feeling great. I'd feel better with a donut or a breakfast burrito. Not sure how Alvin says no to that, but um, I'm good. Same. Me too. Yeah. Hey, by the way, mm-hmm. are you going to meet me at the airport tonight, Ooh. unlike you did last time I flew into Ooh. Boulder or Denver? I, you know, honestly, I thought about it this morning, but then my wife was down there and DIA is a mess, so probably not this time, but I promise next time I will pick you up. Yeah, good looking out, head. That's two for you. <laughs> <laughs> Two for you. And if they're going to hate, they don't get our picks for the weekend. But it's not right to penalize those who have our back. So why don't we jump into this one? Broncos at the Chiefs. Okay. Looks like the line is 10 and a hook. Per usual, I hate the hook. But personally, I hate the idea of riding with the Broncos and Broncos country even more. What about you? What are you doing with this one? Even with KC still not finding their rhythm on offense, I have to ride with the Chiefs and lay the points here. The O is Alex Smith good, just not Patrick Mahomes great right now. They rank ninth in scoring, while Denver actually is 10th in scoring in the NFL. And numbers are deceiving, but right now Mahomes' numbers look very similar to the pudgy potato russet. But I can't get with Denver because of that Vance Joseph guy. Not only did the Broncos make the worst decision in franchise history, Jim, in hiring that guy as head coach over my stepbro and uh, Kyle in 2017, Sean Payton brought him back to run this defense. It doesn't make any sense. They rank last in scoring defense yards. No, it doesn't at all. Thank you, SJP. They rank last in scoring defense yards and rushing yards a game. Not only that, those three categories would rank the worst in the last 20 years on a full-season scale, worse than Fat Matt's 2020 Lions in scoring, worse than the non-Sean Payton 2012 Saints in yards, and worse than the 08 Lions in rushing yards. Alvin, who was that quarterback in 08 for the Lions? Don't do it. Alvin? Don't do it. Alvin? Don't do it. Thank you. They are, there it is right there. They are the definition of historic ass, Jim. Also, the scarier part, look at the offenses. And the hell is the matter with played. you two? I don't know. It's funny. Both I of you. It's Dan. not funny. Orville it's juvenile. Oh it's sophomoric. It's gratuitous. It's, 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 I don't know. It's pretty good stuff. Alvi can at least blame the donut. What's your excuse? Breakfast burrito. No. I wish I had one of those, actually. Go ahead and, and hurry up and finish okay. this nonsense. The scarier part on those numbers, look at the offenses they've played and the QB, QBs they've played this far. Tua and garbage. Jimmy G, Sam Howell, Kook Hunter, and, yes, garbage. Justin Fields. But the Bears were a mess until they played VJ's D. Other numbers, Russett is now 5-15 and 15 as a starter in Denver. Casey has beat Denver 15 straight times. Mahomes is 11-0 and 0 against them. One scary ATS number, though, for uh, betting the Chiefs here. Russ and Sean are a combined 11-1 ATS as an underdog of wow. more than a touchdown. Huh. But I'm still going KC. Chiefs, minus 10.5. That was actually some of your best information. And again, you know how we feel about double-digit picks in the NFL, and especially a double-digit pick with a hook. Truthfully, yeah. that old sack of potatoes is playing pretty well this year. He is. I yeah. can't. I mean, he is. Look at the mm-hmm. numbers. Mm-hmm. I just can't wrap my head around how badly this has all gone for Sean Payton. <laughs> One in four. The guy he crucified, Nathaniel Can't Hack It, got over on him last week. Like, Nate walked right across the field, mm-hmm. right after that game, took a giant humble pie that he baked himself, and instead of shaking Peyton's hand, he smashed it right into his grill. Now, I know the Chiefs smash, have not looked. Thank you, Avi. They have not looked dominant. I'm with you. Patrick Mahomes has been good, but certainly yeah. not great, not incredible. Mm-hmm. Part of that is the fact that he no longer has that go-to killer WR1 mm-hmm. that he's had in the past. Maybe that does come back to bite him in the ass in the long run, but it's not going to hurt him tonight. No way in hell the Broncos win that game. They don't even cover. Not even at 10 and the hook. Given that I am traveling, there is a good chance that I don't even see that game, but I will see the cash hit my account, and that will feel nice. Beautiful. What else, Ed? You got anything else for me? I do, but here's my here's my worry. I really want a Clyde's Edward Hilaire rushing prop, but I can't get it right now. The thought being the Chiefs are playing at uh, that Broncos run defense that's given up 187 yards a game. And Casey will Dude, run back the ball. Back that up real, real quick. They're allowing 187 yards a game on the ground? That's, yes. Dude, that is ass. 187 yards that a game. That is ass. That is historic right there. Yes. Cereal. Yes, cereal. Both of them. Everything. Cereal. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. So Casey will run the football, obviously, but on a short week, I love the backup running back just because I think they get more carries just to rest the starter. 
So since that is not in play right now because I cannot find that prop, I will go with the Chiefs defensive end, Felix N-U-D-K Usama, over .25 sacks for plus 185 money here. Yes, he has only a half sack on his career, but their D-line is banged up. I hope he gets more run, and hoping Russ is throwing a lot when they're down, and we all know Russ gets sacked a lot. So plus 185 uh, money right there on .25 sacks over for Felix in you do uh in you dk whatever yeah whatever whatever dude i love i love that you've got a prop on a guy for 0.25 sacks and you took the over and for his career he's got 0.25 sacks all this dude has to do is get a half sack tonight and we get paid we get we get paid first round pick he's got talent he's a good football player let's hope he gets i love uh, that prop i actually love that prop plus 185 all right i I don't love the fact you're not coming to get me again but i love that dude all right, head. Have an incredible weekend, and you're on the same page as me, right? If they're going to hate and they're not going to appreciate and they're going to disrespect, you don't get any free picks tomorrow. Yeah, give us your free picks, and I'll try to. Well, I probably won't play them, but I want to see how you good you do and how and, well you do. How well you do. Damn it. It's a good point. It's a good point. Yeah. Give us your picks, geniuses. Please. Yeah. Bunch of Billy Walterses. And then I'll text you pick all the you and easy I'll go back favorites and forth too and we'll do our thing sunday and see how they do yeah right and then we'll just and we'll drop into your dms and hit you with the same bull crap you hit us with beautiful yeah you love don't get it. it all right head love, love to see it, it. <laughs> have a great weekend dude love, love to right, see you it too. Love there you go he and i are both gonna lay the points 10 and the hook 10 and a half david ortiz david good to have you back how you feeling big fella all good, Jim. All good. How you doing, man? You're looking good. Dude, you too. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. I'm doing great, and it's great to have you back. Thanks so much. So let's talk some ball. The Diamondbacks, David, exploded with a postseason four bombs in the third inning en route to finishing off the Dodgers in three straight, and that was after they upset Milwaukee. Let me ask you this. Did they get hot at the right time, or is Arizona, in your mind, just that good a team? I tell you what, they had a good ball club, but also they are hot as of right now. I mean, they play one of the best teams in baseball, which is the Dodgers. Um, the Milwaukee Brewers are kind of similar like them, but they, they, but the, 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 the Dodgers, uh, we all know that that is a team that uh, since day one they start dominating that that division. And uh, but the 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 right thing to say as of right now is they are playing perfectly fine as of right now, and that's the only way you can uh, 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 be the Dodgers and continue doing what they have been doing the past couple of series. David Ortiz joining us. Things unfortunately went badly for the Dodgers once again. David, let me ask you: You played with Dave Roberts in Boston. He is one of my favorite people. Ever. I love Doc. I mean, I love the man. But after making early playoff exits, losing two divisional opponents in back-to-back years, do you think the Dodgers are going to consider making a change in the dugout? Well, to be honest with you, I don't think that'd be the right move. Moving him around, letting him go, because... There's 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 two things that you have to keep on mind. Number one, there's nothing that he can do about injuries. That is uh, um, the one thing to keep on mind. But also, you know, you're talking about the best hitter in baseball, Mookie Bay, Freddie Freeman, and and the rest of the squad not being able to execute when it's needed. You're talking about the best hitters in baseball. I mean, they got caught off into the not being able to produce situation that happened short series anything can happen but i don't think dave robert should take the blame i don't think he should take the blame i think uh uh they need to fix some things for next year uh, i i i think that uh in a short series i didn't i didn't saw the the the, the velocity quite there coming from uh Kershaw in the first game, I don't think he was a number one pitcher at the time for them to make sure that the first game is on the lockdown. So so they need to fix those things 
so they can move on on the following season. My man, I'm going to tell you for the record, I have the exact same take that you have. Of course, your take is more credible than my take, but we have the same take. You can fire this guy. I'm not in favor of it at all. I don't think it's the right move, but you can fire this guy, but it's not going to fix those problems. He's not the problem. It will not fix those problems. I totally agree with you. I'm afraid it's going to happen, but I don't think it's the right thing. He will not fix those problems. Mm -hmm. David Ortiz is joining us. You know, you mentioned the fact that it's a short series. Anything can happen, which brings me, Poppy, to the next one. What about the Braves? The Braves are on the ropes right now. They're facing elimination because anything can happen in a short series. But how surprised are you to see a team Mm -hmm. that tied a major league mark with 307 home runs and had a 500-team slugging percentage maybe not even make it out of the divisional round? Same situation. They got caught off coal. You know what I'm saying? Philadelphia, I don't I think that the only thing that you can compare that Philadelphia have better than or, or probably at the same level than the Braves is their pitching. But offensively, we all know that the Braves they they have monster, a monster lineup. But guess what? They're not producing right now. Short series. Anything can happen. Plus, I believe that the five-day off uh, break that that kind of affect your momentum somehow, somewhere. Are you not a fan of the new format? Well, I, I mean, I I I, I have seen that so many times. You know, where you are playing really good, and then you had to. You had to shut down for four, five, six days. And then in baseball, I don't know any other sport, but in baseball, when you had to shut it down for five, six days, it's like starting all over. And that can turn down to be critical. David Ortiz joining us for a few more moments. I see you working, especially in baseball. You know, when I look at your career, few guys can match your playoff achievements with the three World Series rings. When you look back now, are there a few postseason moments that stand out for you over all the rest now that you're a decade removed from playing in your last World Series? Man, I'm telling you, I mean, especially now that I'm closely, you know, reviewing everything, I said, analyst for Fox. Uh, i tell you what, man, I, I get excited about watching the talent watching, you know, the way things are being have been handled, you know. I mean, when you watch a guy like Alvarez for the Houston Astros, when you got watch a guy like uh, uh Carlos Correa, uh he didn't have like a monster regular season, but once the playoff time shows up, he shows up. Those are the things that people don't realize and understand. That is hard to do. You know what I'm saying? That is hard to do. Not too many players are capable of producing during the playoff, during short period, uh, short series, you know. These guys consistently, Altuve, those guys consistently, every time the playoff time shows up, they shows up. That is <laughs> that is not an easy thing to do, you know what I'm saying? And and you have to you have to give a lot of credit to the Houston Astros. I mean, these people, they have been going to the ALCS for seven straight years. You know how hard that is? It's incredible. <laughs> that is that that is hard. Like yesterday, when we were uh, uh, working, uh, doing our, our homework, I realized that they had been in the ALCS seven straight years. <laughs> it's going to be hard in our lifetime to see that again, Jim. No, I'll I, tell you right now. It's no, going to no be. No doubt. No it's going to be. It's going to be. I don't I don't know if we're going to be able to see that coming from another team in our lifetime. That is almost impossible. You know, so I I I am very excited about this next upcoming series in the American League because you're talking about analytics. Analytics have basically take over the game, but guess who's managing these two teams in American League? All school, all timers, all all school managers. That says a lot to baseball. I mean, okay, the analytics side of the game, yeah, it's good. But let me tell you, the experience is going to take you to the promised land. And that's what I'm seeing in this playoff right now. 
David Ortiz joining us. You know, really quickly, you mentioned Alvarez. I wanted to ask you about him. Jordan Alvarez, he's getting a lot of run. He's been compared to you based on the numbers he puts up and his overall approach at the plate. How do you feel about the comparison? And when you look at him, do you see any of yourself in him? I love it. I love it. I mean, he he's looking like one of the greatest, I would say, that I ever played the game. I mean, this guy, he is 26, and he has so, so much play cover. I mean, it's impressive. I, I, I love watching this young talent uh, being able to come through, especially in this uh, uh, playoff situation. I mean, he, he has one of the sweetest swim in baseball right now. And, and one thing that the, 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 the opposition need to keep in mind when you try to challenge him with left-handed pitcher, you're just making yourself worse because this guy seems like he looks more comfortable against left-handed pitchers than right-handed pitcher. I mean, he 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 don't care, he don't care, and 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 uh, absolutely, Jane. I mean, that's 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 life in general. You know, I'm, I I I don't have this ego uh, based on what I did for the game and and and, and thinking that I always gonna be, you know in a place that nobody can reach out to be my number so we can to be better. I, I love to see the competition. I love to see the attitude coming from from guys like Arborez. I love to see guys getting better. I mean, that's what the game is all about. That is what the game is all about. David, really quickly, before I talk to you about DraftKings, you and I both work with them, and there's a great promotion going on right now. I got to ask you about one of my all-time favorite guys, Hey, have you checked in on your dude Manny Ramirez lately? How's Man Ram doing? <laughs> I talked to Manny a couple of days ago. A couple of days ago, he told me that he was going to come to uh, the Dominican Republic with the family, and we need to reunite over there. You have a lunch, have a dinner, you know, sit down. You know, Manny, uh, he's Christian right now. He's a man of God, and uh, and uh, he's doing really good. Every time you talk to him, he sounds so, you know, in peace with himself, um, always with his family. You know, I love to see that because you know that my boy, when we used to play, he was a little out there mentally. But uh, now watching him, you know, the way he's handling things and doing things, I love it. I love it. And and uh, looking forward to seeing him in the Dominican. That is great weeks. to hear. That is great to hear. All right, so you're teaming up with DraftKings. Why don't you share the details of what you're doing with them? What is the promotion? Because there's always something good going on. Well, basically, uh, if you go to uh, DraftKings promo, it will tell you all the uh, new promotion that there is out there that go under your benefit. You know that betting, um, you have to be uh, uh, um, very... uh, um, responsible when it comes down to it. But it's fun, man. It's fun. I mean, uh, uh, right now in the MOB uh, bet, uh, DraftKings is adding 25% uh, uh, of the benefit, you know, into your bet. I mean, I think it's great. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it, it, it's something that DraftKings always give the fans the opportunity to make money. So, I mean, that's unbelievable. I love it. I love it, too, and I was always one of those guys. Yeah, really quickly, you've been so awesome, man. You've been so awesome with your time. I want to be very clear about this. What DraftKings is doing is customers can get a 25% profit boost to use on any of their MLB bets. Man, you're right. It's fun. If you're responsible, it's really fun. Is it unbelievable to you that when you play the game, in every single clubhouse you walked into, there were giant signs reminding the players of all the rules against gambling and now we have this, man. How amazing is it that the world has changed as dramatically as it has? It is crazy. I mean, you know, there's guys that they love, you know, watching uh, what DraftKings is doing. There's some other that they don't really pay attention to, you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, I mean, whatever, you know, is fun for you, whatever you are going to be responsible for, uh, go ahead. Do whatever make you feel, you know, good. And and uh, like I always say, DraftKings have tons of promo out there uh, for people to join us and and, 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 and and have an incredible experience. So, I mean, you and I, Jim, you know that uh, 
we are part of the drafting family and 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 and, and always an honor to to be part of it because the way they do things I have a great relationship with DraftKin and 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 love the opportunity. I love it. I love being a part of that same family and anything that brings you and me together, big fella, is a huge win. David, great to have you back, man. I appreciate you so much. Have a tremendous weekend and so good to have you on the show. And thanks for being so great with your time. Hey, thank you, Jim. And continue looking good, brother. <laughs> you too, my man. Let's start with the phones. Tommy in Indy. You're going to start the beef segment today. Tommy, what's your beef? Yeah, my uh, my beef is when people talk to you while they're yawning, and then uh, you're supposed to understand what the hell they're talking about, and then by the time you're done, you want to fall asleep. Hey, yawn already, and then don't tell me the other beef is I couldn't find my keys the other day, and they told me to retrace my steps. If I could, I would, you dip wad. Get out of here, you dweeb. That's it. You got it, Tommy. Way to go. Snuck in the extra beef that I did not expect. Dip wad. Get out of here, you dweeb. 1-800-636-8686. That was a double beef. What was it? Beef. Oh, nice. One more time, Alvy. Let's go to Tampa, Robert. Good to have you. Robert, what's your beef? Yeah, Jim, I got a beef with one of your co-stars from Space Jam. Not Mike, not Bugs, not Bill Murray. I'm talking about Wiley Coyote. Wiley, I got news for you, bud. He's better than you. He's stronger than you. He's faster than you. So the next time the Roadrunner drops a battleship or a piano or an anvil on your head and puts you into the ground, you stay in the ground. Warwicky Henderson, that's all clones. <laughs> Too much. Hey, Robert, I kind of like it. 1-800-636-8686. Too much. Let's go to San Francisco. George, good to have you. George, what is your beef? Hey, Jim Hawk, my beef's with my cat. When he's not busy terrorizing my house at 3 a.m. and eating me out of house and home, He's racking up triple-digit bills at the vet just for us to find out he has allergies. Come on, you bum. Get a job. I hear you, dude. I hear you. We put the ragdoll exorcist in with Sapphire last night. I don't even want to say what happened. Nothing between the two of them. But let's just say, let's just say, let's say nothing. Poor Sapphire, man. My dude's not doing too well. Coolest, coolest dude ever. 1-800-636-8686. What do you think, Chuck? Let's go to OKC. Blake. Good to have you, Blake. What's your beef? Uh, can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Ah, now you're done. No. I'm you glad you can hear me, Blake. Nobody can hear you now. Can you hear LT, Blake? Can you hear me, Blake? Yeah, I can hear you, buddy. Did you kill Bill Walsh? Can you hear LT, Blake? Can you hear me, Martha? If you're on hold, I'm coming to you. Be ready. Be ready. Preparation breeds confidence. Preparation breeds you not getting run and embarrassed. Russ in Houston. Hey, Russ, what's your beef? Hey, Jim, my beef is with opposing fans that like to chant, we want Houston. No, you don't. <laughs> That's not bad. I mean, at least he was there when I went there. It was tight. It was concise. And by the way, he's right. Why would you want a team that's gone to the ALCS seven years in a row? Good point. So, Chuck, I know you're not screening these out. Look at line number three. And nothing against Jack Savage, but he wouldn't really know. Do we know that this guy is who he says he is? Because he doesn't come around very often anymore. One way to find out. I'm going to say who this guy says he is. And then we're going to find out whether or not he is who he says he is. Let's go to quote Rex in Albuquerque. Rex, what's your beef? Jimmy, my beef. 
is without the Dodgers. Browns. <laughs> Dope. You don't like that call. I knew that. Not a very good call. Did you sound like a third grader crank calling people? Hey man, let's crank call some people. Hey, 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 crank, you uh, hey, you got Prince Albert in a can? Crank, Let crank. him out. You couldn't even get through the call without laughing like a third grader. Definitely not Rex. But then I knew it wasn't. 1-800-636-8686. Let's go to Idaho. Drew. Drew, what's your beef? My beef is with my coworker, Clancy. I know you're listening. Get back to work, loser. I'll tell you what, I think that uh, the callers, Chalk, have had about enough. Epic failures. Let's go to the written beefs. I was going to run through them all, but they're not good enough. Susie from Wisco starting us off on the written side. Hey, Jim, I have a beef with a guy in my kickboxing class that chooses not to clip his long yellow toenails. I can take a hit. But a kick from those talons could be fatal. Nice job. I like it. Job, Suze. Steven writes, my beef is with people who get into the jewelry or the jetway and stop in their tracks like there isn't a couple hundred other people trying to get off the damn plane. Hey, Grandma, figure things out once you get to the gate. Roll my beef is with big truck guy. If I'm going 80 or 85 in the fast lane, don't ride my ass. And at night, with the super bright lights on a lifted grave digger, no one's impressed. I quit playing with Tonkas when I was five. Get over yourself, you overgrown, friendless child. Kirk from South Carolina. My beef. The co-worker who dives into the donut box in the break room, grabs a donut, rips it in half, leaving the unwanted portion of the donut mangled and soiled atop the rest of the donuts, contaminating the entire whole box. Hey, Dunce, no one wants your unwanted donut half. Take the entire donut and throw away the part that you're unable to eat. Mark in Lodi. Which one of you dudes did that? Or was it Cindy? Alvin says it was Cindy. He narked her out, but she uses a knife. Dear Jiminy. My beef is with SoFi Stadium. Seriously. You wimpy-ass fans really need a dome stadium. For Pete's sake, it's 85 in the summer, 75 in the winter, it almost never rains, and you snare-drum-faced, double-lipped, helium-breasted losers with your fake chiseled beaks can't handle sitting outside in what is possibly the best weather in the world. I am so disappointed in you all. Jerome in Vegas. Hey, Jerome, it's funny. It'd be even funnier if you were like from the Northeast somewhere. You're in Vegas. You have a roof on your stadium in Vegas. And don't come up in here and remind me of how cold it gets in the desert. You might have that argument, but you can't have that argument, Jerome. No, Calvic. The worst are knobs who get mad at you for not making a big deal out of their birthday and calling to congratulate them as if they just won a Nobel Prize. This chick got mad at me this week and ghosted because I, quote, forgot it was her birthday. Thing is, I didn't forget. I just didn't care. Yeah, my promise to you is if you forget My birthday, I will not ghost you. In fact, I will reward you. That's why when Cindy came rolling in her with her box of crack on a day that's not even my birthday, Cindy's point is, yeah, but your birthday is not on a work day. Let's see here. My beef is with my daughter. She borrowed my care for one day car, and three days later, 
I find a 12-pack of Trojan condoms in the glove box with only 11 left. Why the hell did I count them? War having kids sucks sometimes. Johnny in Vancouver. Wow, dude. That's a beef. That's a Chateaubriand. That's a filet right there. My beef is with my daughter. She borrowed my car for one day, and three days later, I go to the glove box, and there's a 12-pack of condoms, and one is missing. Why did I even count them? Johnny's like, dude, I'd rather have a crack pipe in there. Crack is whack. So is one missing condom. Good night, now!